This is your host Danny and this is Word Power from English Plus podcast. Welcome to a new Word Power episode from English Plus podcast. Today we're going to learn 10 words as usual in the context of a story and the story is called Coyote enters the upper world. What about the words? What about the 10 words we're going to learn? Let me tell you about these. The words are ascent, assume, barbarous, bereaved, conclave, descend, deteriorate, meager, propose, and scurry. So, without further ado, let's start with the story first, and then we will focus on the words in context. Remember that you can practice the words that you're going to learn in this episode on our website. The link is in the description of the episode. Take the link, go to our website, use the interactive activities I have prepared for you in there, and there's also a PDF downloadable worksheet. Make the words you're going to learn in today's episode permanent in your active vocabulary bank. Now, without further ado, let's start with Coyote Enters the Upper World. It is said long ago, Native Americans could assume the shapes of animals. The coyote was their favorite shape because he was the shrewdest of all animals. He was not as big as a grizzly bear. In fact, His meager body looked more like that of a small dog. He was, however, a master of magic and a clever trickster. One day, Coyote overheard a conclave of the animals. They were engaged in an argument over who was the most powerful. When the arguments grew fierce and the behavior downright barbarous, Coyote entered the secret meeting and proposed a test. Whoever was brave enough to climb the tallest pine to the eagle's nest would be named the most powerful. One by one, the animals tried. Red Squirrel, always in a fog, forgot what he was doing halfway up and scurried down in a flash. Grizzly Bear's great weight almost snapped the trunk of the tree, forcing him back down. Little Black Bear might have been successful, but Coyote used magic to make the treetop and nest rise higher and higher. When it was Coyote's turn, he took on his human shape and warned the other animals not to watch him climb, as it would cause him to lose his powers. At first, Coyote climbed rapidly, but soon he weakened. Look away, Coyote shouted when he saw the animals looking up at him. They obeyed and Coyote resumed his ascent. Once again, however, his powers began to deteriorate. Oh, how he wished he had not made the tree taller. Coyote kept climbing until he passed through a cloud and into the upper world. There he met two spiders whom he recognized as his grandfather's. Coyote returned to his animal form so that his grandfathers would know him. Then he explained what had happened and why he was too weak to return to Earth on his own. The grandfathers handed Coyote a silver thread to lower himself through the clouds and down to Earth. Coyote was not eager to descend to Earth, but he held tight and slowly returned to Earth. On the ground, the other animals were sure Coyote was dead. When Coyote saw his bereaved friends, he told them that the time of the humans was nearing. 
From that time on, no one would be allowed to return from the upper world. The animals listened attentively, for Coyote proved to be the most powerful of all. So that was the story of the coyote, and as you might have noticed, we used the 10 words that we're going to focus on in this text, and we're going to learn the meanings of these words from the context as they appeared in the story. So again, the words are assume, meager, conclave, barbarous, propose, scurry, ascent, deteriorate, descend, and bereaved. Now let's start with our very first word, and that is assume. A-S-S-U-M-E. You might know the word assume in different contexts, but let's look at it in this specific context. We said Native Americans could assume the shapes of animals. But what does that mean? If you assume a particular expression or way of behaving, you start to look or behave in this way. So assume here is like simulate or adopt. So here you go. You can use assume in a different meaning and you know exactly what I mean from this context of the story of the coyote. And now for the next word, meager, M-E-A-G-E-R, meager. Now let's take a look at how we used meager in the context of our story. We said, in fact, his meager, we're talking about the coyote, of course, his meager body looked more like that of a small dog. So the coyote was not a magnificent animal, was not a big animal. His meager body, if you describe an amount or quantity of something as meager, you are critical of it because it is very small or not enough little, insubstantial, small, or poor. And unfortunately, that was the way the coyote looked. That was the body of the coyote. Little animal. Compared to other animals, especially like the grizzly bear, the coyote looked like nothing. It has a meager body. So that is the meaning of our word meager. But of course, remember, you can use meager for other contexts as well. We can talk about rations for food or something. We can say, for example, the rations that they gave us were meager and inadequate. So there you go. That is the word meager. Now let's move to the next word, conclave. C-O-N-C-L-A-V-E. Conclave. Now let's take a look how we use that in context. We said one day Coyote overheard a conclave of the animals. So a conclave seems like a kind of meeting, right? But it's not any meeting. A conclave is a meeting at which the discussions are kept secret. The meeting which is held to elect a new pope, for example, is called a conclave. And it is a secret meeting. People stay outside and they wait for the white smoke. The white smoke means that they have elected, the cardinals have elected a new pope. But nobody is allowed to go inside and know what the cardinals are talking about. They just know the result. So the meeting is a secret meeting. Nobody knows about the discussions that are taking place inside the meeting. That is what a conclave is. So, Coyote here overheard a conclave of the animals. So, it was not an open meeting. It was a kind of a secret meeting, a conclave. So, that was our word. Now, let's move on to the next word, barbarous. B-A-R-B-A-R-O-U-S. Barbarous. Barbarous. 
Now let's take a look at how we use that in context. We said when the arguments grew fierce and the behavior downright barbarous, Coyote entered the secret meeting. So here, the animals were arguing. Maybe the arguments at first were kind of mild, but then the arguments grew fierce and the behavior downright barbarous. Unacceptable for a reason because it was uncivilized, wild, rough. If you describe something as barbarous, you strongly disapprove of it because you think that it is rough and uncivilized. So it was barbarous. And that is when the coyote entered the meeting and proposed a test. And propose is our very next word. So we have learned the meaning of barbarous. Now let's move on to talk about propose. P-R-O-P-O-S-E. Propose. So again, we said Coyote entered the secret meeting and proposed a test. Now, what does it mean to propose a test? If you propose something such as a plan or an idea, you suggest it for people to think about and decide upon. So like put forward or present or suggest. It's like a suggestion. You propose a plan. Here, Coyote proposed a test. And the test, of course, was designed to decide which of the animals was the most powerful. So, coyote proposed a test. That's the word proposed. Now for the next word, scurry. S-C-U-R-R-Y. Scurry. Now let's take a look how we use that in context. We are talking about red squirrel. Now, we said that the animals tried one by one everybody tried. And we were talking about when Red Squirrel tried. But Red Squirrel, always in a fog, forgot what he was doing halfway up and scurried down in a flash. Does that sound like going slowly, moving slowly, or moving very fast? Well, obviously, scurried down seems like fast, right? Sounds like a fast movement. So, when people or small animals scurry somewhere... They move there quickly and hurriedly, especially because they are frightened. So it's like hurry, race, or dash, or even fly, we say. And that usually happens, remember, not only for small animals, also for people. People can scurry as well, and that is usually because people or small animals, as we said, are frightened. So scurry, that is the word. And now for the next word, ascent. A-S-C-E-N-T. Ascent. Now let's take a look at how we use that in context. We said Coyote shouted when he saw the animals looking up at him. They obeyed and Coyote resumed his ascent. Well, what was Coyote doing? Was he going up the tree or down the tree? Well, obviously, he was going up, at least at this stage of the story. He was going up and that is ascent. An ascent is an upward journey, especially when you are walking or climbing. So it is like climbing a tree or a mountain that is called an ascent. That is called an ascent. And that is our word. The next word is deteriorate. D-E-T-E-R-I-O-R-A-T-E. Deteriorate. Now let's take a look at how we use that in context. We said once again, however, his powers began to deteriorate. 
And that happened before. Coyote started climbing, but then he felt tired and it was difficult for him to go on. So here we're saying that his powers began to deteriorate again. What is the meaning of deteriorate? If something deteriorates, it becomes worse in some way. It becomes weaker, it becomes older, it becomes whatever, but it is worse. And we can use that to talk about people or things. We can talk about a house, for example, and say that the house deteriorated over the years because nobody cared for the house, nobody fixed the house. So now you can see the roof is leaking, a lot of things are broken in the house, so the house condition deteriorated. And we can say that as well about people's conditions. We can say that about health condition. You can talk about health and say his condition or her condition deteriorated quickly. So deteriorate works both ways for things or people. Like saying decline, worsen, degenerate or fall. That is the meaning of deteriorate. And now for our next word, descend. Now we talked about ascent, which was a noun of course, but ascent by the way, there is a verb for it, which is ascend. That is with D at the end. And here we have descend, which is the opposite, and that is a verb. How do we spell that? It is D-E-S-C-E-N-D. -E -E descend. Now let's take a look how we use that in context. We said the grandfathers handed Coyote a silver thread to lower himself through the clouds and down to earth. Coyote was not eager to descend to earth. What is the meaning of descend? Well, obviously, it's the opposite of ascend. If you descend, just like you say, I descended, or if you say descend something, like descend a staircase, for example, you move downwards from a higher to a lower level. And that is exactly what was happening to Coyote. Coyote was moving from high up on the tree back to earth. So that is the meaning of descend. Go down, come down, walk down, move down. That is our word descend, the opposite of ascend. And that leaves us with one more word to go, and that is bereaved. B-E-R-E-A-V-E-D. Bereaved. What does that mean? Now first, let's take a look at bereaved in context. We said on the ground the other animals were sure Coyote was dead. When Coyote saw his bereaved, friends, he told them that the time of the humans was nearing. So, so here we have his bereaved friends. Bereaved because they thought Coyote was dead. So, when you think a friend of yours is dead, how would you feel? Obviously sad. And you will start mourning or grieving or lamenting this person. So, that is the meaning of bereaved. A bereaved person is one who has a relative or close friend who has recently died. And that is exactly what the other animals thought of Coyote. They thought Coyote was dead. That's why we describe them as bereaved. That is the word. And with this word, we concluded the 10 words I wanted to share with you today in Word Power from English Plus Podcast. I hope you liked the story. I hope you liked the words I shared with you. Let me remind you one more time that you can practice everything we talked about in this episode on the website, EnglishPlusPodcast.com. You can find the link in the description of the episode, but the link is not going to take you just to the website. It's going to take you to a custom post I created for this episode specifically. In this post, you will find the story, of course, but you will also find the words, their meanings, and more importantly, 
you will find interactive activities you can use to practice what you've learned, and you will find a PDF downloadable worksheet that you can download and practice anytime you like to never forget the meanings of these words in context. Remember, it's very difficult to remember the words you are learning if you just listen to this episode and do nothing else, or if you just write the meaning of this word and that's it. You need to practice these words in context. That is very important, and I got you covered. I have everything you need on the website, englishpluspodcast.com. You will find the link in the description. Take the link and take your words and English with it to the next level. And of course, there's also something else I would like to tell you about. I have started to add a premium episode every day, and I'm going to continue doing that. If you would like to listen to the premium episodes, which are about science, documentary, history, and a lot of other things that we talk about in English Plus, but the premium episodes are going to be more in-depth. So if you want to listen to these episodes, to have access to these episodes, there are two ways. The first way is to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the description. You can start a free trial for 14 days. Then you can decide whether you want to subscribe or not on Apple Podcasts. If you don't have Apple Podcasts, You can still listen to the premium episodes on the website if you become a patron of English Plus Podcast on Patreon. The link is also in the description. And remember, if you decide to subscribe or to become a patron of English Plus on Patreon, it's not only that you get the premium episodes, it is also a way to support English Plus Podcast, to support me to continue producing English Plus Podcast episodes both free and premium. So hopefully you will help me and help English Plus continue with your subscriptions or if you decide to become a patron of English Plus Podcast. And there is a special thing for patrons as well. Very soon we're going to start English Plus Magazine that is going to be exclusively available for patrons. So that is another reason for you to consider becoming patrons of English Plus Podcast. With that being said, I would like to thank you very much for listening to another episode from English Plus Podcast. This is your host, Danny. I will see you next time.